Okay, we are back for another episode. Um, a little delay on this, just a little. A big delay. Oh God, should have been out Monday. Um, uh, for people who do listen on Monday, sorry about that. <laughs> and um, I don't know how I'll make it up to you. I don't know. I'll buy you, I don't know, some cake or something. Buy everybody cake who listen. I can afford it, trust me, because it's probably only three of y'all. <laughs> so I'm definitely gonna splurge. I know that's right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just big bank hank, man. And a good cake too. Yeah, you know, a good cake, top quality cake by everybody. Ice cream cake, tres leches, whatever y'all want, yeah. gluten free, vegan. Yeah, just email me. I'm not gonna give you no email address because I don't have one at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know, just email me information. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Yeah. Airdrop. Yeah. One day we're gonna have an email, you know. Right. If not, you can always, you know, do a review. That and request hurt. your uh, cake in the review. We'll make it work somehow. Yeah. I don't know about request. Yeah, request. No, matter of fact, no request. Tell us what your favorite cake is. I don't know. In a review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Be interested. Yes. We can yeah. try those too. I can read that one We can review. do an episode where we try people's cake recommendations or what they like, whatever. Still, that won't even be a long episode. Probably one person recommended. You don't know. One cake. <laughs> Cake, cake, cake. Um, Vision won't be able to see it because it's no YouTube channel, so don't, don't even, That's too don't much. even That's go looking for that at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what's going on? Here. Another what? day. Another day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's new in the world? War, unfortunately. I'm pretty sure everybody says that. War. Yeah. Uh, gas prices. <laughs> yeah. The memes on gas prices. You seen them? I've sent them yeah. to you. I think that happens um, once or twice a year. You get, you know, the situation when gas prices skyrocket, and everybody got these crazy memes of, like gas one hundred and twenty-two dollars somewhere in somebody's state. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, the war has you know That's brought awesome. upon us another. Influx of memes about gas prices. You know? The way millennials deal with real life problems, memes. Yeah, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. We have something to laugh about. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing. I yeah. I think it's a decent coping mechanism. Memes. Memes. Yes. Um. I like them. I love them. I appreciate them. It's a stress reliever, I believe. It's a way to relieve stress and laugh. Laugh yes. is healthy and is good. And it takes you away from um, whatever you're going through at the moment. You know, you see a little meme. You're like, yeah, that's funny. Oh, mm-hmm. I just got stabbed. Somebody just knife out of me. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah, you get stabbed and we're going to joke about the hospital bill and the way insurance is gouging Oh, my God, us. man. I remember one time I went to the hospital. But like something, it wasn't even nothing serious. Unfortunately, I went to the ER. It was a stupid thing I did, and I was in there for what? like an hour. I came out on thirteen grand. You think I paid that shit? Fuck no. <laughs> it did not pay that bill. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> it's somewhere in the um in the it's matrix. Orbiting. Yeah. 
They're gonna catch me on the back end somewhere. They're like, yo, yo, the on 13, a world tour. Yeah, yo, $13,000 bill. What? Like, all they did was like x rays and gave me some IV fluid stuff and mm-hmm. some other stuff. And I was like, man, I am never going to ER again. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was like something popped on the side or the inside of me. I woke up one day and I was like, oh my God, what was that? You know, it's probably just me being old. What <laughs> was this? Old. Oh, it was like 2000, i say about 15, mm. around that time. So you're already living here? Yeah. What hospital? Oh, well, we can't really um, say what hospital. Yeah, I can say what hospital. It was all, because all of them pretty much do the same thing. <laughs> same concept. <laughs> go to ER, you get a higher bill. Oh. You know, that's why you go to um, the urgent care. You know? Yeah, well, there's nowadays there's urgent care, convenient care, walk-in clinic. There is nowadays. That's how it I is. did not know those things exist. That I came know. out the blue. All I know, one day, I'm walking around, I see urgent care is everywhere, and then mm-hmm. now I hear about these other ones. It's like this is new to me. I don't know about all this stuff, man. <laughs> I just thought you just go to the hospital if you you know you you messed up or something. Yeah. Mm. I guess, man. Next thing you know, um, they don't have a drive-through urgent care. <laughs> you know, it. it's kind of during the whole COVID thing. That's what they did. People did drive-through tests, Walgreens or whatever. You know, the pharmacies. Yeah. Uh, I think that's cool. Drive-through convenient. Pharmacy. Yeah, I mean, convenient. You know, has right. its perks and also hinders a lot of people. You know, nowadays, convenient, being convenient or conveniently have things delivered to you. That's the American way. That's the way to get rich <laughs> in America. You know, solve people problems in the being US more lazy. A. Yeah. You can make people lazy, man. You get rich. Solve yeah, that problem. That's the whole concept of drive throughs Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, having urgent care come pull up on you. That's interesting, right? When I needed a COVID test, I think like a couple months ago, I didn't want to go to the urgent care nearby because they're fully booked all the time. Yeah. So I went online and you could book some type of clinic or something where they come to you. Mm-hmm. And I did all that. But I ended up canceling because I think I took an at-home test and it was negative. Mm-hmm. Some, I don't remember every, everything, to tell you the truth. And I just canceled it. But, you know, people come to you, yeah, which is good. Yeah. It's that great. That is good. That's convenient. Yeah. Huh. I wonder what other services. Um, is there any other services you think of that's, like, wasn't convenient at one point? And now it's, like, mobile. And, you know, besides, you know, your usuals like DoorDash and you get food delivery. Right? I remember when Uber first was around and it was not even available here. Yeah. It was surprising. everywhere in California because yeah. I used it there a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But um, here in Nevada, it was sparse, spares, probably really, whatever. They probably have restrictions because it was, dealing, it was interfering with the taxi business. And I'm pretty sure they were. I remember real. that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, taxis were having a whole fit about it. I don't blame them. I get it. I yeah. understand. But they unionize, huh? Taxis. I think they are, yeah. yeah. I remember being in an Uber and there was a taxi in front of us and it had like a bumper sticker about anti Uber. <laughs> like at the Uber logo with. 
you know, the whole, the symbol that indicates mm-hmm. no or against Uber. Yeah. Like a, not like a cross, but like a, I don't know, like some kind of line crossing out Uber. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, the thing they use in grammar to cross out something and then replace it with another word. Or yeah. Just cross it out. And, yeah. You know. I remember in San Francisco, we landed and we just wanted to get out of the airport and go. I don't know. <clears throat> I think we we're going to a restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. And the first car we saw was a taxi. It was a $60 cab ride. <laughs> it was not cheap. No. Nah, and they, they purposely take certain routes. And they hope for the lights to turn red. They need to keep ticking. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. And then I, this was all in San Francisco. Every time we take Ubers and taxis are in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think once in San Diego. We did a, yeah, in San Diego because mm-hmm. it was late and it was a big event and we didn't drive there. Yeah. And we took a, an Uber. Yeah. That was, I think, yeah. Yeah. And it was at night. Mm-hmm. Um. I love San Diego. But, but yeah, um, San Francisco, after uh, taking a $60 cab ride, we're like, okay. no, not anymore. So we did Uber, and then we even did the pool Uber where you ride with other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're all going down the same route. And it mm-hmm. was very interesting. The people we rode with were coming from Las Vegas. And, like, yeah. oh, we're going back to Las Vegas. So it was really nice. Yeah. And, um they were residents of San Diego. I mean, sorry, San Francisco. So we were discussing like the cost of living. We always did that. We always discussed the cost of living in San Francisco. We would even talk to strangers, like the security officer at the bank. We were like, how do you make it out here? Because, you know, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And we would exchange stories about like the cost of living in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And even though they saw that it was affordable, they would not want to leave. Mm-hmm. They are all about California, which is fine. I get it yeah. because I'm from there. And then um, my brother is the only one who stayed in California. The rest of us came here to yeah. Nevada. But my brother can never fathom the thought of living here. Yeah, people, I believe, um, like to suffer what? financially the, to um, gain peace or happiness. You know, they'll, they'll financially mm. put themselves in a struggling situation. To be somewhere that makes them happy and comfort, brings comfort to them versus just like being somewhere miserable and, you know, financially stable, you know, because some people would trade it that could off. be. Yeah. You know, just imagine you'd be able to go to the beach if you love the beach or be able to go to certain restaurants or, you know, enjoy certain services or friends. You will sacrifice, you know, your financial situation and you'll figure it out some way on the back end. But for the most part, it's just like the hell with that. I enjoy my life here. It's the best. Uh, if I don't eat nothing this week, okay. You know, <laughs> rent, no. If I miss rent this month, I will make up for it next month or the month after. You'll figure it out. You'll find a second job somewhere because you know how to move around to make extra cash and stuff. So you know how to survive in that city versus going somewhere and you just totally don't know nobody and you're miserable. And that makes living difficult, you know. And the thing about living is, as you say, living. And that's what it's all about, you know, putting yourself in a place that's comfortable to you and that makes you happy and brings joy to your life. And, you know, if you suffer any other kind of way, 
you would rather take that loss. I come to, I come to believe that when it comes to individuals, but yeah. But to go back on the um, the taxi cab service thing, I was thinking also it's <laughs> like, um, man, somebody must have called a taxi one day and it was like, fuck this shit. You, you <laughs> I'm walking. Me, yeah, you charging me about a minute, dude. All I wanted to do was go one mile, one goddamn mile, and I'm paying 120 dollars because <laughs> you you went around the block. Then you took another turn. <laughs> well, the the um the good thing about transportation in San Francisco, they have the BART. Mm-hmm. That's their like monorail mm-hmm. or bus. No, not their bus. Yeah. Monorail thing. Um so we took that. Yeah. And it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. And in LA it's called Metro. Yeah. And like trains and stuff, yeah. Yes, yeah, we would we would take that every time my mom went to work because yeah. my mom worked in downtown LA, and I was always like I thought it was a treat to go on the metro yeah. and, and just enjoy the view and the ride. So I found it funny that when we moved here to Las Vegas, they referred to police as Metro, the Metropolitan Police Department. Uh-huh. I'm like Metro, Metro. To me, Metro is transportation, not yeah. police department. You know, uh-huh. but. Besides that, like, um, it's a very unique that L.A. or in general, California has all these transportation methods besides the monorails and the uh, bus system. You know, they have, of course, taxis and Ubers. But here, when I first moved here, it was just a bus or taxis or, you know, you have your personal vehicle or you walked. Mm -hmm. That's it. But now, uh, ride sharing was not big here up until, Mm -hmm. I want to say, like, probably five to six years ago. Uh, I remember like wanting to request an Uber and it was like a long wait or it wasn't even available. Mm-hmm. Like you would download the app like, oh, nobody's available. Even um, DoorDash, that was not that popular not too long ago. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And online grocery shopping. I remember trying to place an online order mm-hmm. at Walmart <laughs> Mm-hmm. And a lot of the items that I wanted to get, they're not available for online yeah. shopping. Now, of course, that has changed. Yeah. But this is also recent because mm-hmm. um, Nevada, Las Vegas, whatever, is ever-evolving because it's growing so fast. It was mm-hmm. growing fast back then, but now it's just very fast. From the the homes and the rental, apartment rentals. And I don't even think Airbnb is legal here yet. No, it's it's whatever. No, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure it's up and coming. No, it's it's a thing, but um, a lot of people uh-huh. don't like it because you know this state was mostly a red state, and you yeah. know how these people are. But I was thinking, um, back at the taxi cab thing. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh girls, I was with it. I wasn't even finished, but uh. Sorry. It was like, oh my God, you just jumped like three different topics. I sure did. Yeah, you did. You jumped three whole <laughs> different topics. I, I know was that's like, right. I was trying to sip a whole joke about the whole tax cap thing. I was oh, okay. Myself. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think it'll probably be that funny. No. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, some guy was going, you know, caught the taxi. And then you was like, <laughs> well. <laughs> well. I was like, ah. But now, I was thinking, like, somebody caught a taxi and it was like, I spent a <laughs> to go down a, to, to go a mile down the road. I spent a hundred and something dollars, and <laughs> you charged me about a minute. And I guess somebody was like, "Fuck that shit." 
I'm going to invent something until you get charged by the mile. <laughs> well, and then maybe. that's the development of Uber. Mm. Yeah. I wonder who came up with that. It's, it's a great idea. Shark Tank. I don't know. I know he was on Shark Tank. I've never watched that. Yeah. But um, isn't Uber is like German or something? Uber? I have no idea. I don't know where it originated from. Okay. I don't know anything about Uber. I don't know. And, I think it was German. Whatever, German word. But, but, um, amazing idea. Yeah. But I don't know. I was just thinking that. And um, yeah. And, you know, Airbnb services, um, that's the thing I hear. But it's restricted at certain locations. You can't do it everywhere. Right. And it's... Right. Um, it's it's people that do it. It's um verbal. That's another one. I've heard of that. People use that. Um, not too many people know about verbal, but it's just um just the same as on Airbnb. But mm-hmm. it's convenient service that competes with the hotels, overpricing and mm-hmm. everything out here. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you could like pick your ideal location, and you know you 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 you're pretty much like. Going to a home, but it's not your home, and you get to bring your family. You know, it's like, hey, you yeah. have a three bedroom at home. You go well, you think all, any of these maybe were originating from timeshares? Um, it's some kind of like a no, probably somebody who no. came up with Airbnb was like, well, it's a similar to timeshare, but not. It's I'm, between a timeshare and a hotel. I'll tell you this: um, a lot of this stuff comes from Silicon Valley. Of course. All of it comes from Silicon. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. But, no, um, you said it right. I think Silicon. But it comes from that place, and a lot of these places develop there. They develop the apps there and stuff like that. But it's just the concept of filling a void. There's always a void to be filled in any kind of industry, any business there is. And that void that Airbnb, Airbnb fills is the void of um, convenience, of having a choice of going somewhere and and not be uncomfortable in a hotel or be bombarded with all these service costs and mm, right, right, feel, right. you know, just uncomfortable. You could feel at home when you're in someone else's home or you could experience a home that's not like your home you go forward. So say for instance you come from a three bedroom home or two bedroom home oh, six hundred right square foot. And yeah. You could rent an Airbnb out and they have a swimming pool. In a city where you know you could never afford to yes. live. And so you, you, you kind of experience a different lifestyle of um, the American dream, the modern family. Mm-hmm. You know, you can rent out an expensive beach house, you know. Yeah, you I never thought it. of it that way. Yeah, I mean, those things exist. But um, still, the concept of it, somebody probably thought like, hey, man, you know. But it's also the, the concept of Airbnbs is for people in California who had extra space. And they need to pay their mortgage and stuff like that. Or uh, investment property of sorts. That's they too. buy it's, it. It's, it's, it's I've seen where people buy properties to dedicated specifically for that purpose of it being an Airbnb. Nah, like, um, I was looking at, um, I told you, I looked at a house the other day and it was on the market. And that same week, somebody took it off the market and put it up for rent. Wow. So they put a probably put a nice bit of money in there to where they made it into an investment property. And yeah. now they're charging um they, they mortgage probably was like depending on how much they put down for a down payment and all said and done, they mortgage probably like maybe a thousand dollars or nine hundred or something. Let's just say that. And now they charging fourteen a month, you know? And so now they're making like 
four or five hundred something dollars in profit. So it's like, in other words, they making their money back slowly, but then on the back end, they get their money back if they sell. Yeah. So they making money on one end, and then they getting their money back on the back end because that money is still in equity. So mm-hmm. it's like a win, you know. Yeah. You 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 got your money sitting somewhere, and you slowly getting it back. And mm-hmm. you're not losing it. It's better than putting it in a it's bank. It's consistent. Yes. It's very it, consistent. Yes, it is. And it's consistent ROI. Yes. I know because that's right. ROI, return on investments. So it's um, that's the smart way of doing things. You get a property that you go for. Some people can't afford down payments. That's why people don't have homes a lot of times because they can't afford that 20% down payment. And, of course. And they can't get the equity in that home early to get that payment down monthly to where they could you know, rent those homes out and make a profit of it. So, you know, let's say they keep the property for 30 years or maybe they feel like 15. And then they say, hey, they want to sell. Now that home could grow equity and, and stuff like that. This is like uh, over there in what the Cadence area. Yeah. They, when I come to find out, there's investors that buy those homes and they probably making like a hundred to sixty something thousand dollar profit. You know, they go in with a good, good amount of money and then they know the market is hot, and then they just resell it on the market for a higher price, and that's a win for them because somebody will come in and be like, "Yeah, I'll buy this for four hundred thousand dollars," even though that home probably costs it three twenty one, you know. And also, they're taking the homes over there in Cadence and renting them out. They just flipping them. That's all they're doing. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the condos. They, there's investors are going and getting these condos, flipping them. And then reselling them on the market because yes. they know the market is hot, so they do a quick flip. Yeah, do whatever they need to do to make it look good to get the um the uh, appraisal right, and then once they get the appraisal right, then they get a big profit because the work they put into the materials they use is cheap. I'm pretty sure it's not good quality material. They put in half as work. Oh, speaking on that, I was discussing this with a coworker. He just sold his home for over seven hundred thousand mm-hmm. and such. He bought his home a while ago, and um, he said that homes nowadays are being built half-assed. Mm-hmm. And they are. I have read um, reviews and such of the new builds, mm-hmm. and they're great and all. Of course, everything's shiny and new. Yeah. However. Uh, not even a couple of years down the line, they're having issues with, like, the the way their home was built. Like, mm-hmm. something in their kitchen no. is has too much. I don't know. Like, the cabinets, they're... I can't even describe it right now, yeah. but I've heard a lot of negative um, feedback yeah. from... The it and it's to specific builders too because yeah, no, so because many new homes. There's a particular builder, a lot of people like to call. I'm I'm gonna call them J and B. <laughs> you know, because what comes after J? But we're gonna keep it quiet. We're gonna call it J and B. Those builders, <laughs> I've been hearing for a long time. You know, when I bought my my first home, I heard bad reviews about them on YouTube and stuff like that, and they talk bad about them so mm-hmm. bad talking about the way they was building homes and communities half-assed it was leaking it was this and that going on because you got to look at these builders are doing rush jobs in a short amount of time yes yes they yes. get us they get Especially a bill. here yeah they get a they get a um they get a they get a um 
a bill and that bill has to be done within a short amount of time frame. And these are prefab homes. So these homes are already cut up and everything. They don't have to do no cutting on site. They just take what they got to take and, um, and, and just put it together like pieces of a puzzle. And then once that's done, then somebody come in and do another thing, yada, yada. That's the whole process, you know? Um, and it's funny. So this, this is the thing that happens. Um, I could say for one of the homes that my first home, I feel like there was probably piping issues going mm. on in that home. I can't really prove it. But when I think back about it, I remember when I was getting the floor done, one of the guys was kind of pointing out, I was like, what's a leak in the floor? And stuff yeah. like that. And, um, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was like, there was a leak in the floor. And I was like, oh, word? And it was like, yeah. You know, I just figured it was like for humidity or something or some weird stuff like that. I don't know. That's just what I was thinking. So, yeah. So, um, with the home I had, they had like flooring issues. No, no flooring issues. Like I said, the guys were doing the floor. They were adding um, some flooring or whatever. And so, the guy was like, noticed a puddle of water coming from under the floor and stuff like that. And I figured it was like some humidity stuff, you know, coming from the ground. I didn't even really think about it. It was coming, it was on concrete. So, I don't know. I'm not much on that. I ain't putting no mind to the first home. Mm-hmm. And I kind of checked it off to like whatever. And years later, we wound up having um, issues with the water sprinkling, like sprinkler attachment, like the um, compressor or something. Like, I don't know what they call it. Um, it's like deal with the pressure of the water or the water system mm-hmm. for the, um, for the um, sprinklers. And that had to be placed because it was like that hard water buildup and all that stuff was messing with it. So it was leaking through the screws. So I had to get a guy to come out and fix that. And um, that was one issue. And then uh, it was another piping issue with the um, water shutoff thing. I had to replace that personally because the other guy was going to charge me about 600 for it. And he said, I could just do it for 300 So I wound up doing that. But it was the same thing. Water was leaking from like the screw. And didn't have the home for no longer than six years. And it was two or three of the things that I know was dealing with water. And also, um, hmm. I don't know. That's why I think it's like some piping issue in that house or something with the water kind of fucking with piping in there. So I can't prove it. I don't know. I was going to find out eventually at one point <laughs> to be 100% sure if there was anything with the water or wrong with it, mm-hmm. you know, because of these situations. But um, never going to know now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I was trying to figure those things out. Right. And um. And I know it got around to it, but yeah, I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. Because once you have piping issues in a home, that get expensive. That gets. Super I think expensive. any any um challenge or any um. Nah, because they have to problem. cut through stuff. They well, have to yes. cut through walls and stuff and ground uh, sometimes. Speaking of that, um, kind of off topic, but it has to do with homes. Right before. I went back to working where we work at, you know, and I moved, like, last year, uh, when I was living with my sister, there was some kind of leak in the laundry area, mm-hmm. and nobody really paid any mind to it. Yeah. Then one day, I left to go do something, and I left my dogs in my room, and I texted my brother-in-law, can you let them out? And when he went, he said he noticed because my room was across from the laundry area. So when he went to go let my dogs out, he noticed like a big 
my water leak. It was a big old pool of water mm-hmm. on the bottom, on the ground level of the of the home. So he's like, assuming right away, some type of pipe maybe burst or something mm-hmm. behind the laundry, um, like the washer and dryer. That happens. But it was way more serious than that. It, it was a very, very, very serious, expensive problem. Mm-hmm. Somehow a rat, maybe more than one, got behind uh, in the walls and was mm. chewing on pipes. Oh, that they caused were water leaking. Yeah, they could chew anything. All over. And I remember one night I was in bed at night and I heard like pitter patter. Like I was like, is it sounded literally like there was some kind of creature in my closet walking and making like all these noises. And I was like, oh my God, there's a rat and I'm going to die right now, right mm. now. So I just kept hearing it all night, but I didn't see anything crawling around. Nothing came out, nothing. So the following morning I alerted my sister, like something, I heard like a lot of like, like a animal or something walking she's like well it might be on the roof because you know maybe it might be a rat or some birds i was like no girl it literally sounded like this creature was in my room doing this i was like oh my gosh so then like there was no proof of anything Mm -hmm. and then but that was before the whole leak and everything so pretty much to make a long story short a rat or two or three, who knows, mm-hmm. had gone in the wall and was living there for a long time, mm-hmm. chewing on pipes that caused a lot of piping issues, like in her dishwasher, in the toilets downstairs, the washer mm-hmm. and dryer, like the water was shut off for a minute. It was really bad. Like it yeah. was like that for months, yeah. months. And they had to have like exterminators come in. They had mm-hmm. to have drywall people come in, like all kinds of contractors come in and mm-hmm. it was like that for months and it was like an expensive expensive repair yeah. but luckily because she has like you know the homeowner's insurance and mm. everything like everything was covered but she mm. did have to come out of pocket for a lot of things yeah and then because of all that one of the plumbers he became like a really cool guy like he came in and like was um just I'll oh, replace this if you want me to, because like her water faucet for her kitchen was. Um, oh, he was doing it under the table. Y- you know, yeah, you know, you know, Rasa. You know, he's a Mexican too. Yeah. He's like, I got you. If you you tip me, I'll do this, and yeah. they sure did. They took care of him, and yeah. then he became like a regular. Like when he that's got free money, man. He was here all the time. Well, not here, but he was at the house all the time. Mm. And you know how my mom sends food. They're like, oh, we have this, that, and the other. Like you want this? Like yeah. he he got a plate, everything. Like he yeah. became like a really cool homie. He replaced her um downstairs sink and the faucet she got upgraded it's so pretty now like you, you pull it out and it has like mm-hmm. this oh my god so pretty anyways and on top of that he sold them on the whole idea of a waterless tank mm-hmm. and she went with it yeah and that all got replaced and she got a water softener yeah she did all these big moves and yeah. you know what it ended up working out for her but it was a miserable few months and i can i can imagine going through that issue with a new build home it would have been probably way more expensive and yeah. way more like worse worse mm-hmm. this was bad it was really bad no piping issues is one of the most expensive things for a house because it get technical and sometimes you don't even know where that leak is coming from. No, there's a lot of them. Yeah. And it and affects every part of your home. Yeah. And that's the worst thing you want to have yes, next to electrical issues because that's another thing because electrical 
could burn your house down, and you gotta find out what bad wiring that because when one wire burns, another burns somewhere else because of the shortage. And then you gotta figure out where, where the source of that shortage is coming from, what's causing it. And sometimes it's your breaker box, or sometimes it's you know a plug, you know, some yeah, random little things small. that's overheating <laughs> the circuit because you know everything is set to a certain wattage, and you got something that's overpowering or pushing too much power through those wires. You know, that's not able to, you know, handle that much power. Mm-hmm. It, it could cause some issues. They just got bad wiring issues because somebody messed up when they was building the house. Or yeah. something chewed on it. Or, you know, a wire touched a certain way that it wasn't supposed to touch. But it really does seem nowadays, especially here, everything's built mm-hmm. um, in a, it's a time crunch. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. uh, homes are normally built in, I think, about like three months or so, two or three months, depending. And it's an in and out job, you know, that's the way business works. You want to be spending less time on these homes so you can get to the next project and make more money Mm -hmm. and on to the next one. Because when you're sitting there and procrastinating and wasting time, you're losing money and you're losing workers. You don't know what could happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Even though that is big business out there. So a lot of people who got contracting jobs are dealing with these builders. They're making money, you know. They are. You know, right here, right now, mm-hmm. especially right here, right now. Yeah, and um, it seems like that's going to be a thing for a while for a lot of builders and a lot of people who's uh in construction. Yeah, and nowadays you're going with the builder. Yeah, not with exactly like where you want to live. You follow a builder. Like I know a, a few people that bought homes, and um, they specifically want that certain builder because they had experience. experience with it yes yeah you know and um builders building homes gonna be i think an easier process in the future it's gonna be a super easy process because it's gonna yeah. be, pretty much be like legos at some point <laughs> like the way you see homes now it's mm-hmm. gonna probably be obsolete because the new homes they pretty much gonna come towards the gonna be in the future it's gonna be simple they're gonna be interchangeable yeah they're gonna be you know so convenient you know and the ideals people have for like apartments of the future is the same to where you could take your whole apartment and move it to a whole nother location this this is where they're trying to get at in this world is making things super easy so instead of just renting a tower out you can rent out a location in a tower and and it's like hey you want to be on the 16th floor here it's a vacancy it's a big hole right here and a crane take your home, pick it up. <laughs> wow, bam, put it on I, I truck. can't imagine. I yeah, cannot. no, that is a thing, you know. And it all no comes, way. it comes from the uh, the whole entire thing of tiny homes, uh, from container homes. That's what those, I was gonna say. Might as well just get your tiny home, and that's it. That's where all the stuff is they? deriving from, though. This 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 um this thing, but they're not at that point now. There's no manufacturers for these things. This is like the beginning, because um. A lot of these places, man, are going to be obsolete. A lot of these own um, neighborhoods are going to get judgified quick, you know. And and to me, that's really hard to take in because I've seen gentrification in California a lot. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm from there, but I didn't get to experience that. Mm-hmm. But when I go back to where my brother lives, every time we go back, it's extremely gentrified. Yeah. And th- they're, they've been there for a long time and yeah. they've seen it. And I've seen it too, but they've experienced mm-hmm. it. And, you know, unfortunately, they have no control. Yeah. But um, 
they're in a rent control place. So, of course, like, they're not trying to go anywhere. But I feel like gentrification, it's not bad. But in some areas, I feel like it's necessary. Yeah. But you also have to kind of keep, like, I don't know. I don't want to say the integrity is the right word. But... You know, you're there for a reason. You're yeah. there living there for a reason. You've been living there that long because of such things. And to see it change like that and be mm-hmm. gentrified. Are people, a lot of people live in those places because they own those homes. And yeah. it's easier to live somewhere when you own something. You don't have to pay rent. And the only thing you have to pay is your bills and property tax. And you pretty much live in a rich man's life, especially <laughs> if you got like a good job. And those are the only two things you have to deal with throughout the year. And normally when it comes to utilities, you're probably spending like a couple grand, maybe like three grand or so. I'm just throwing the number out there. And then when you're dealing with property tax, you probably got like two grand, maybe. And that's four grand a year, six grand or whatever. Mm, yeah. You know, so you can imagine if you got kids and you're working a good job and you got income tax coming in from, you know, your taxes withheld and stuff like that. You just pay all that off in the end of the year. And the money you make from your job, you can save a splurge. Mm-hmm. Day by day, you can buy all the things you want to buy. And now you <laughs> have any, um, you can focus on your retirement, you know, whatever. You do whatever you want when you have that kind of freedom. And the thing mm-hmm. that people miss in, when they buy a home, they don't see the idea. They don't, they don't think about the end game. They just think about, I got a home, I'm paying a mortgage. The idea of living is not having a mortgage. Not owing the bank extra money, you know, on interest. Just in general, not owing anybody. Yes. Being mortgage-free is the real point of all of this. It's the same concept. If you you make $20,000 at a job, you should have a $5,000 car, a $10,000 car. If you make $80,000 at a job, you go afford a $30,000 car, you know? I'm talking about, like, after taxes, if you make that much money or whatever... You can vote mm-hmm. afford a thirty or twenty thousand dollar car. It makes sense because that's within your lifestyle. You know, it's like when some um, rappers or stuff talking about, oh, um, this one rapper named Corday. He was like his own um, financial advisor. Whoever told him, if you want a hundred thousand dollar chain, Cuban chain, you want a hundred thousand dollar Cuban chain, you have to be making, you have to have thirty million dollars in the bank or yeah. something like that. Uh, don't quote me on that. I think it was thirty million, and that's like <laughs> that makes sense. If you want a hundred thousand dollar Cuban and actually own it, yes, own that shit. Even right. though you might have like five million dollars, you don't actually own that Cuban if it's a hundred thousand dollars. You gotta think about it. Like if you got thirty million dollars in the bank, you own that. That's yours. It's it's not a hit in your pocket. That's like five dollars to somebody. You know. Yeah. Um, but when you only got three million and you buy a hundred thousand dollar chain, that's stupid. You know, you gotta, yeah. you, a lot of people don't think about that as, you know, adults. We just see the bigger picture. Like we own something. It's ours. No, you don't own it. You barely, you don't even fucking own the land. <laughs> the house sit on. So it's like, you don't own nothing. You're yeah. renting out <laughs> to the government. You, you're <laughs> renting out from the bank. Honestly, you're just paying rent to the bank. The bank is the rent on us to the home you own. Yeah. And nobody realized that. They just think they own a home. They're a homeowner. The only thing you got out of that home is equity. You took that money, you put it somewhere, now it's sitting somewhere safe and hope that area you bought that home in 
increase in value. Mm -hmm. If not, if it drops, you lost that money just like you would lose anything else, you know? Mm -hmm. Same thing with the bank. If the bank's so solid, you lose your money. It's very possible. Yeah. But the odds are very slim with that happening sometimes because the housing market is pretty good. But um, sometimes it is. <laughs> but uh, it's just like people don't think about these things, right? They just, they, they, they see only the small picture of things and think, oh, I own a home. No, you don't. I never once in my life set up there and say I own a home and felt like I owned it. I felt like I'm paying the bank rent. Mm. And that's the reality of it. Yeah. You know, I mm. always want to get to the point where I don't have to pay rent. I don't have to pay a mortgage. If so, I wouldn't even want to pay property tax. You were getting there. You know, I mean, at one point, yeah, it was a plan getting there. That's the whole thing. You know, it was right around the corner. Most people don't get to that point. You're kind of like, yo, it's right there. I pretty much had cash. I had half of the cash to pay off the house damn near. That's the crazy fucking part about it, you know. Damn near half. Not all, but half. Even, if it was to, even that house that I had was to be sold. If I would have bought a next house, like if I would have bought a house in Cadence, I would only probably have like $107,000 in, in a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Not a hundred and fifty-five thousand. I was like a hundred and something thousand, like a hundred and twenty probably. And that's like a big leap from one fifty-five, because the houses at that time was probably going for like three hundred something, you know. And you can sell a home for four hundred, and you only got a hundred and fifty something thousand dollars, and you know you owe the bank. It's not hard math to figure out, yo. <laughs> that's why I was like, if you buy a home. When people buy homes, they don't live in it forever unless it's their forever home. Normally, yeah. they just take it and it's a transitional home to their forever home because you really buy the home you want and you design it the way you want and you're in the neighborhood you want to be in. And that's how that works. You well, with, with us, I can tell you the first home, it it felt fine. But mm-hmm. then after living in it for like three years, mm-hmm. I didn't feel safe in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this isn't it. Yeah. So then when we went to buy the second home, I knew where I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly the area mm-hmm. and we got it. Mm-hmm. And when we closed and everything, I was like, this is it. This mm-hmm. is my, f-. I thought this was my forever home. Yeah. That was my whole intention. I was so happy. It was bliss. It yeah. was bliss. It was amazing. Everything I could ask for. Yeah. And that was my whole intention. I right. did find my forever home. Yeah. I did. And that's the, that's the thing. Like you want you, you always want to be in a home when you wake up in the morning. It feel like I yeah, I didn't, like, and I didn't feel the need to make any modifications yeah. other than um getting a backyard yeah done. That's it. Other than yeah. that, perfect everything right. I wanted and more because yeah. I'm. It's also how what kind of person you are because I don't need much. Yeah. I think it uh, overall the home to some people might not be yeah. too like large enough. To me, it was more than enough. Yeah. I actually at one point was like, "This is a little bit too much house." Yeah. You know, the loft and the upstairs and the downstairs and the bedrooms and it's a lot to clean. <laughs> you know what I realized living, um, not living, but um, buying homes and looking at homes, people are willing to buy a nice home in a shitty area sometimes or okay area. You know, if the home looks luxurious, the kitchen look amazing, the bathroom mm-hmm. look amazing. Bedrooms these days could look like a bedroom. It doesn't matter. You just throw some furniture in there and it's the way you want it. 
You put a little boring door somewhere. Oh my God, it's a bedroom. Put some furniture on the side of the bed. It's it's, it's the home. I mean, it's the it's the bedroom. But the most important places to invest your money in are the kitchen, the bathrooms, and the backyard. Yeah. Because those are the places people love to escape and feel like, you know, it, it just makes a person feel That's where all the congregation amazing. happens. No, yeah, like when you have like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, yeah. not the bathroom, but you know, like. Yeah, but just like wake up in the morning, you're in a beautiful bathroom, well lit, shower is amazing. And just imagine taking a shower, hot shower in that bathroom and it feels like you're at a hotel or somewhere expensive, <laughs> but you in a $300,000 house, but you got a $6 million bathroom. It really looks <laughs> like it. And um, yeah, and just having something like that makes a person feel good. And also space matters too. Yeah. But sometimes mm-hmm. if you have those upgrades in that home, it it makes a lot. And also it's good on the, I, I like to call those things, when you upgrade the bathroom, the backyard, um, the kitchen, those are things that you want and you love, but at the same time, it's small investments mm-hmm. to bring the uh, appraisal up in the home. You know, because when appraisal comes, they compare it to other homes and also the comp. They can value your home higher than what it is in those neighborhoods because you have new flooring. You know, you have you know new paint on the wall. Just yeah. simple things to add into it and just add a little something to it. You know, changing the light fixtures. Yeah. You know. And it'll make the home look. Oh my God, this is gorgeous! I could, I can imagine myself living here. Like gorgeous. Doubling, doubling back to what I was saying. You can live somewhere, and feel comfortable, and financially struggle. It's the oh, same concept. For sure. Yeah. It's the same concept. If you live somewhere, and you feel comfortable, you can be house poor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you you live check to check trying to pay a mortgage, but at the same time, you wake up in the morning and feel like. Well, people can do that, too, with renting apartments and the luxury high-rise apartments or or apartments in a nice area. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nowadays... Three grand a month? Three grand, that's not even French. (laughs) You you still got to buy your own furniture. Furniture don't come with it. Yeah. It's just how your home makes you feel. But then, at the end of the day, home, it really is what you make it. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Because you can be a simple person... A minimalist, mm-hmm. and your home can be a rental. It can be, you know, a property you own outright, or you don't. Mm-hmm. But what you make it is what it what truly matters. Yeah. Some people don't need to own homes. Some people don't need to rent the most luxurious apartments. No. They're happy where they're at, and that they make it a home. Yeah, and, and it's, it's the people in it too. Yeah, it's what you choose. That's comfort to you, you know. Yes. And I lived in plenty of different situations, so I kind of get the idea that sometimes you kind of normalize your situation or where you live, and sometimes you, you know, it, it it just is what it is, you know. You just like I'm comfortable with this. I don't need nothing more, you know. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's just what makes you feel good. What makes you feel comfortable. What you feel. That makes you just purely happy and bring peace to you. But you don't have to have the most expensive house, the biggest house. The, no, uh, no, hell the house no. House on the hill, you nope. know. Maybe you do need a house on the hill, but it could be the shittiest house on the hill. <laughs> the one that's on the hill, maybe you know, or that one house that's on the beach that's like 
only 200 square foot big. <laughs> but Put the house on the beach. Yeah, it's And on that's the beach. what you want. Yeah. And that's what makes you happy. And yeah. you're good. Then that's you, what you get. All you need is a is. bedroom and you can cook and use the bathroom on the beach. <laughs> or if you got a place to lay your head. Right. Yeah, in the fridge. As long as you have the basics, mm-hmm. you're good no matter yeah. what. You can whip the grill out on the step. You know, the Why not? Yeah, I'll go off grill, in the ocean. You can grill your veggies. Yeah. You can walk out on the ocean beach and take a do whatever you do, your yeah. business. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you really see someone living on a beach and like it's super luxurious? Like yeah. it's 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 basic stuff. Um yeah. well all the beach homes I've seen when we go to um Santa Monica or San Diego, like they're very nice. Yeah. Just imagine you bought that I don't know. 20 years ago. For more than that, because California, you know, it's been around for so long. I know. Those saying, homes are I'm way pretty, more than 20 years old. I'm saying that, that those beach homes, probably 20 years, not 20 years, obviously, but um, in the 90s, probably cost not even a million dollars, probably like 300 Yeah, 000. and now they're like 5 million. million yeah. yeah. And then it was like, this is a $300 home, 300K home I bought. And now it's right? like 500 wow. or maybe even 500K. Yeah. You know, and now you got this $5 million home on a beach that, you know, not that amazing, but it's on a beach. And they can always upgrade or tear it down. Yeah, a lot of times I find that those homes are not even like struggle homes. They're all somehow really nice on the inside mm-hmm. and out. Because a lot of those people are well off yeah. that live there. Yeah. I feel like um, when it comes to homes, when you look at a lot of wealthy people homes, there's a lot of space in their homes. It's like like you look at smaller homes, it's always curds and you know nooks and crannies and walls and doors. When you look at wealthy people homes, sometimes it's just a lot of space and very little room. Sometimes, and if it's rooms, it's big rooms with space. You know, I don't know. It's like when you're in a regular home, you just seem confined. But when you're in a expensive home, it's just a lot of room. You know, it's like five buildings in one. And you're just like, really? You know? Oh, yeah. You know, you got your bedroom here, your bedroom there. You know, three, I find it funny how some expensive homes or multi-million dollar homes have more bathroom than bedrooms. You can have two bedrooms in a, in a million dollar home. Well, you have like six bathrooms, and you're like, why? Why, is why this a though? Thing? Yeah, like, why you have six bathrooms? <laughs> like, I can't stand three, but what you need the uh, other three for? <laughs> it's like, it don't make sense. And I'm like, what would you put the other three bathrooms at? I just, to me, the, the larger the home, the more bedrooms, is, the more cleaning, and oh, Lord. Yeah. Like, unless you have someone to come and clean your home mm-hmm. cool but and it's not a task it's a lot yeah i mean it take you probably a week to clean that one home i even had a little apartment that i have right now and i'm yeah. like oh my god i don't know yeah. i feel like you got a nice size home let's say a two or a six i don't know 1600 square foot home mm-hmm. or something like that i believe it's okay to get somebody to come by and clean sometimes because there's certain places you wouldn't probably want to take the time out your day to clean like you know, on top of the curtains and stuff like that or behind little crevices yeah, and things like that. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cool to have somebody come, you know, provide a service and clean those things for you and go on by their business. And, yeah. you know, 
you helping, you know, a business out and employees yeah. make money. Right. You know? Everybody wins. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, you know, it's just once every one, every two months or so, or three months. Yeah. You get somebody to come by and just, you know, touch up the house and clean up the spots you wouldn't clean, like on top of the fridge and stuff like that, where all the dust kind of collects and builds. Yeah. And, you know, they take care of that for you. You know, adding a little detail to the things you don't add. Yeah, to detail your home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's great. Yeah. And somebody do a better job than you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this, Why not? Like you did a really great job, man. <laughs> I would never done this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know it was dirt on top of the... Um, Don't clean places that you would never think to clean. Yeah, like on top of the... Um, or the vents. And the vents and stuff. The that vents. Is, nobody wants to take the time to clean a vent. That's so difficult, I man. keep thinking about that. I'm like, how am I going to reach them? Yeah. Yeah, I was and looking. It's like at, outside, out of mind. I was looking at the newer homes, and I was looking at the lights in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. It's no way even a person six foot would be able to reach those lights. No, and you would literally have to pay somebody to come to your house, with yeah, a tall and fix those lights every so many years. So in, in like every five years or so, depending on what kind of lights you have up there or, or whatever. Yeah, you know, because those lights are hard to reach. If not, it's just gonna be a light that's out. You know, there's some things you could buy sometimes to reach up there and change those lights. But yeah, that makes those, no sense. But then <laughs> those lights have plates on it to where you can't just put a bulb into it. You have to take the plate off. Yeah. And then put the light, you know, and put it back in. That's a whole task. Yeah. I don't I don't know how that works. Uh, you learn how to live without the light. Yeah. Or uh, with equipment. But you probably have to pay somebody $40 or $60 to come over with a ladder and just do a a task that's simple, but they have the equipment for. Yeah. You know, unless you want to spend two hundred dollars on a ladder or more. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like that's a lot of money. You can though. borrow from somebody. Borrow a ladder from somebody. Yeah, I learned that from. <laughs> who, who has a? Uh, you never know. I learned that ladder from or something. I don't know. Listening to the minimalists, how they're all about. Um, you don't need to. Every time you need something done, you don't necessarily have to go buy. The equipment you need, you can yeah. borrow it from somebody. No, you can go to Lowe's and rent a ladder, honestly, and um, and a bunch of other equipment. Everything yeah. you need to pretty much fix a house or, or use to um, reach something as far up high, you can rent at Lowe's or Home Depot, and or you can you may have some homies that can you know help you out. Like I had quite yeah. a few, and I had one that had um, I asked him to come over to my apartment and build my furniture and he did mm-hmm. <laughs> he, i really appreciated that because it was like two beds mm-hmm. a couch dining room table yeah and i forgot what else and he built it all for me oh man i thought you were talking about me oh man. oh yeah. well <laughs> you're the second person has really done that you build my nightstand oh, and man. you did one wrong and you still need to fix it hey man you know, <laughs> you know they say art is beautiful when it's when you see the imperfection. Nobody yeah, but that. nobody said I just made that up. Mm, yeah, I really need you to fix that. Yeah. Like I say, art is beautiful when you. When you this is an art. This is my nightstand. It's art when it's imperfection. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. I would like so my nightstand fixed though, for real. Right. In due time, one day. What? The yeah. Freak? Okay. Yeah, one All day. All right. All right. Yeah. 
I don't know. We went bouncing around from here to um, from Ubers to Airbnbs, yeah. taxis to new build homes, yeah. homeownership, and such. You know, yeah. adult things, gas prices. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of um, inflation in general. We didn't really talk about inflation, but inflation is the thing. I noticed. I noticed when uh, we're talking to a lot of lenders lately, and the uncertainty in their voice when they talk about the next few months from now, they don't know what's going to happen. They have no clue. In regards to what the housing market here? Anything. Oh, like, of course They don't know not. what the interest rate is going to be. They don't know what nothing looks like is going to be projected. It's so much fear in their voices when you hear them talk. It's like I just don't know. I just really don't know. And that's scary when lenders talk like that or give you that vibe of uncertainty because they're supposed to know these things. These numbers are supposed to be, you know, project- projections, you know. Whatever. Yeah. And they are so uncertain because there's so much going on. It's and, just a sign of the times. Yeah. And so uh, everything is a kerfuffle. Yeah. I love that word. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. <laughs> You're so cute. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, everything's so fucked. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you it's know, so and that's scary because it's like, you don't know financially where, you know, your country is going. It's kind of no. scary, right? Oh, especially that's too banks, deep for me right especially now. Especially when the banks are scared or uncertain. That's mm-hmm. when you really should be scared about your next financial choices and the things you're doing. You should be saving money and kind of preparing for a lot of things, you know, because it's like, you don't know what's going to happen or where things might lead. You and never know. Yeah. And you might want to plan yourself in the long run because you ain't having that little nest egg build up or, you know, savings for the next six months for your, you know, monthly payments or stuff like that. And you just splurging because it's the summer. Yeah. Hot girl summer. Yeah, I'm ready yourself. for that. Yeah. Go from hot girl summer to broke bitch. Oh! Yeah, easy. Okay, all right, that's you fine. Know. But I'm ready for hot yeah. girl summer. Not you know. <laughs> be hot on the street. <laughs> I sure am. Yeah, shit. I'm ready. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I mean, you know. When what? When you're hot on the streets, you don't have nowhere to live. <laughs> like, Fucking all good, man. <laughs> You're gonna feel that summer for real, probably. It'll probably be hot as fuck. Especially here, sweating, right? Yeah. Global warming. Yeah. You're out there sweating. Yeek. Yeah, come out looking charcoal. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Like, you don't wanna play yourself out here, man. <laughs> In these streets. Yeah. I don't know. Go buy some crypto. I'm just playing with you that. Okay. Don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. Yeah, don't put your money on necessary things at the moment, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Count your own. What's that thing? What's that song? Count your own. I don't know. Oh, uh, the stupid song for that movie on oh, Maverick, I think. I've never seen it. You gotta know when to hold them. You know when to fold them. Something. Never heard of any of that. <sighs> I wish I knew that song. Okay. Yeah. But, um... Uh, Oh, man. I don't have nothing else to talk about at this moment. Nor do I. I think yeah. it's time to wrap it up. Pretty much, man. You know? Yes. And, uh, so I guess it was so, great. Yeah. It you was know, cool. millennial talk. Mm-hmm. 
Adult talk. Adult so, talk. So until our next time. Yes. Um, enjoy yourself, I guess. May I don't the know. force be with you. I don't know how. I don't know any outro. I can't think of nothing. May the force be with you. I don't know. Leave a review. Do that. Yeah. Do that thing. So let us know what you think about this episode. You know. Do that thing like uh, any Hot our, Boys or whatever. <laughs> or any other episodes. Fresh. You know. Baby. Yeah. Diddy. Okay. Birdman. Peace.